Connect Her podcast with Lee Cummins is a podcast that shares inspiration, education and connection for the entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Lee Cummins and I'm the founder of Connect Her. I'll be sharing interviews with thought leaders, go-getters, as well as real business owners. And I'll also be sharing tips, thoughts, tools, and also strategies for the motivated lady boss. So join me for each episode. Don't forget, if you'd like to connect, you can visit our website, connecther.com.au. So um, today with me in our Lunch and Learn, uh, we have Dr. Vesna Grubasevic, and I hope I said that correctly, Vesna. Yes, Lee, well done. Oh, good. I've been practicing in my sleep just about. Oh, wow. Um, so, <laughs> pretty close. So, um, Dr. Vesna, I'm going to call you Dr. Vesna from um, here on in, is um, actually a, a well-known author. Uh, so, she's the author of Stop Sabotaging Your Confidence, which was an Amazon bestseller book. She's also been received by Hollywood and Australian celebrities. She's been featured on American and Australian TV and media and also the transformational nlp guide co-author of game changes innovation in business and creator of self-empowerment technique which um business is also a very sought after speaker at business events conferences expos and obviously now that we are in a little bit of isolation i'm sure that she's also been um asked to come and join people on their zooms and we are very, very lucky to have Dr. Vesna Grubasevic with us on Lunch and Learn. So um, today's topic is how to stay focused on business success during challenge and uncertainty. So there we go. Hello, Dr. Vesna, and welcome to our Connecto Collective Lunch and Learn. Thank you, Lee. Great to be here. Hello, ladies. Yes, well, we've got a few on with us and um, we will be checking our comments. Um, we've got Di Mason, we've got Jackie Smith. Um, so we would love if you've got any questions throughout the course that um, you do definitely pop your questions in here or your comments and we will um, address those. So Dr. Vesna, we are going through some really big challenges at the moment. Um, people are feeling anxious. There's uncertainty, um, there's levels of stress, there's, uh, you know, challenges um, around how we do business, our health. There's a lot of anxiety as well. It's a bit hard to stay motivated and, and stay confident. Um, so I'd love to have a chat about that today. So um, given your background, what sort of, how are you finding things um, amongst your clients and um and what you're hearing out in the marketplace. Yeah, well, you summed it up very well, Lee. Uh, people are stressed, they're worried, they're anxious, they're uncertain. Um, there's a lot of fear in people. Uh, people don't know how to cope with the uncertainty. So it's very much about giving people coping strategies. Um, it's very difficult for us to control what is beyond our control. And this whole health scenario that's happening around us is beyond our control individually. Uh, there's things we can do. Um, I think what we need to make sure we do, rather than focus on things out there, 
that are beyond our control, turn our focus inward on what is within our control. And so I always suggest to focus on four things. There's only four things we can personally control. The first one is how we think. Only we can control that. How mm -hmm. we feel, our emotions, uh, the way we behave and react. And finally, how we communicate and influence. So these are the only four things we can control. So either we can you know, dwell on all the negativity and all the fear that's out there and the uncertainty um, and let it affect us and be demotivated and really worried by it all. Or we can look at it as an opportunity to, you know, how can, we, how can we learn from this? How can we turn the challenge into an opportunity to help people in a different way, for example? How can we turn this challenge into a growth opportunity for ourselves? Um, often situations like this will push people's buttons. I call them buttons because, you know, people have anxieties and fears from the past and often these emotional buttons, if they're not addressed, will get pushed. And often they get pushed by situations like this. Uh, and, you know, the media is very good at pushing fear buttons. Um, mm. That's part of their role, unfortunately. And so if we have fear buttons inside of us, those buttons can be very easily pushed. But if there's no fear inside of us, it's difficult to push those buttons. So it's a really good opportunity to pay attention to our emotional responses. Are we overreacting to what's going on? Um, is it, you know, is the fear paralyzing us into inaction? You know, that's all out of proportion responses. Uh, so again, we can't control what's happening out there, but we can certainly control how we respond to what's going on out there. And that requires a little bit of faith as well in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, the authorities and everyone, you know, looking out for us. It's interesting, um, Vesna, because I've I've been uh, I've talked to many people, as um, you can imagine, uh, with uh, lots of connections to different people. And one of the things that's been coming up is people have been saying, "I've been in a real funk," or "I've been uh, so inactive because I just don't know what to do like I don't know what the next step is or I don't know which way to turn um, mm -hmm. I can't find my groove is another one um, mm -hmm. I've lost my groove I've lost my momentum yes. are you finding that uh, people are displaying those sort of um, anxieties or symptoms yes they are and some people are even grieving they're grieving for the loss of what they had in their life, as in the loss of connection with other people, uh, the loss of the ability to live the life they used to have. So, you know, I think as a society, generally people are going through some sort of grieving process. So anytime we have a loss, we grieve for the loss. Different people do it in different ways. I think it's important to acknowledge it and to acknowledge this is what's going on. It's okay to feel the emotion because we are human. And then it's important to move forward as well. Okay. And I think rather than focusing too much on the losses, let's look at what are the gains or the benefits that we can get out of this scenario. And in the early days, it was very difficult to, to get the gains and benefits because it was all new and people were still managing the grieving process. 
some people are now starting to come through that and they're actually looking at, okay, well, you know what? I've actually realized that the time that I used to travel to and from work that I used to complain about used to take me, you know, two or three hours in traffic to get home and back. I actually miss it. I actually need that in order to be able to switch off. And by the time I get home, I'm in, you know, personal mode and I can be fully present for my family. And when I come back to work, I'm in work mode and actually miss that travel time. Uh, other people are noticing that, you know, being at home 24-7 virtually with their family uh, is actually a positive. They actually like it. So moving forward, they're looking at, well, how can they do more work from home? Other people are looking at how can I work less from home? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so, you know, different people are getting different um, learnings out of this experience. Uh, it's funny you say that because um, my, yes. my husband who... Uh, you know, you've really got to rein in. He he's just he's always on the go, and he's ne never at home, um, or very rarely, which is good for me yeah. sometimes. Um, he said, "Oh, isn't it good? We we're staying home and we're doing things around the house." And I'm thinking, "Yeah, if only you did that every year." So, but the positive <laughs> is that I'm actually getting things done around the house where, um, you know, he's he's actually embracing that. So it is very much about embracing what the changes are. Yes. Whether they, you know, no matter what they are, um, because there's always a silver lining somewhere, isn't there? There is. And from a business point of view, because the ladies uh, listening in are business owners as well, mm. think about the extra time that you would have spent travelling to events and clients would probably add up to at least two hours a day, roughly on average. What can you do with that two hours in your business? Could you work on a project that's been on the back burner because you've been too busy that you can now bring it forward and allocate some of that two hours towards making inroads on that project? And also think about, you know, this has been a wake-up call for a lot of businesses. What could you do differently moving forward in this new business world so that way you minimise risk and interruption to business moving forward? Okay, so it's also how do you minimise risk how do you make sure you diversify your income should something like this left a field happen in the future? Uh, one of the conversations that I had recently with somebody was um, th their business has, has basically just closed down. They, they cannot pivot. Um, so they are now looking for multiple streams of income that they can introduce into their business so that it works along it works alongside what they're doing. Um, so it's not going to completely take them away from their main business focus, but it's going to give them another arm. So um, I think it's really an opportunity for people to look at other other avenues that you can uh, diversify your business without Absolutely. completely, you know, readjusting it and, and rejigging it. But uh, so the essence, the pure essence of your business is still there. Mm -hmm. However, it's giving you opportunities to have multiple income streams, however they come in. Maybe, you know, you've got that time now to write that ebook, or you've got that time now to um, create content that you normally don't have because you're driving or because you're uh, sorry because you're not driving or I've saved hours and hours of commuting um, yes. which has given me the opportunity to spend more time with content creation or mm -hmm. doing these lunch and learn so 
that silver lining comes out. So it's absolutely imperative that businesses really do. This is a gift, I believe, that we've been given as business owners, a pure gift that uh, you can either, you know, sort of turn your back on or embrace. Exactly. Well said. Really well said. And I noticed Linda's uh, comment, you're missing to drive in because you've listened to podcasts and audios. Me too, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's so true. Um, I, I spend most of my time, if I'm driving, um, listening to podcasts. So, um, And also it's a bit of a downtime too and an education time. So um, very much uh, I am missing that. I think if we can find a way to to do that while being at home is really good. So, you know, you could pretend you're driving and still listen to your podcasts at the same time. Yes, yeah, so you could still structure that. When you go in. walking? When you go walking, that's right. Mm -hmm. So still find opportunities to do that. Um, for anything that keeps you in an empowered frame of mind that is so important right now. Mm. One of the things that came out from our Connect Her event um, this morning was uh, the um, suggestion of our coffee catch-ups that we do it while we're walking. Um, so, you know, find someone and do your coffee catch-up and go for a walk, which is incorporating um, your exercise as well as um, listening to, you know, having a conversation or, or listening to a podcast. And Linda's doing her walk right now. Well done. Um, Jacqueline Smith, sometimes I miss not being on the road. I used to use that as my time to reflect on the day, what I needed to do. Um, yeah. That's true. That's very true. Um, but then, you know, there's other ways of being able to incorporate, uh, you know, your to-do list. I do mine the night before so that I know exactly what I've got planned for the next day, So, um, which is very, uh, very good. Now, um, what else? do you think is a good way of staying in that? Oh, we have lost Dr. Vesna. So uh, her internet has cut out. Ah, here we go. I'll just bring her back on. Okay. We drop so out, but pull back. I'm back. <laughs> uh, so, what I was going to ask uh, Vesna was, how do you suggest people can stay uh, focused? Um, because focus is really something that you can lose um, if you're feeling overwhelmed or if you're not used to working from home or you're not used to working in a particular environment. Yes. What would you suggest? I suggest that people set themselves goals. Um, in this in this environment, um, I appreciate that you know longer term goals might be a little bit challenging. Having said that, still have a direction where you want your business to be in five or ten years time, like your, your longer term vision. The only thing that will probably change is how you get there, how you achieve the vision. So, just um, sit down and think about okay, for me to be able to move forward towards the direction I want my business to be in what can I do this month or what can I do this week or what can I do today to move towards that? So think about shorter term goals. Goals are so important. They give us motivation. And when we have motivation, we get into action. Motivation always precedes action. If you're unmotivated, you're less likely to take action. 
So have something to aspire to. Um, and you know, personally, I've had the chance to work on three projects that I had on the back burner just in the last week. Okay, mm -hmm. so I've taken the opportunity to embrace the, the extra time to, to make progress on these things, which are going to help me pivot the business moving forward. So the first thing you need to do, though, before you can pivot your business is pivot your mindset because you, you cannot pivot into something new if you're thinking in the old ways. Okay, so it's very, very important. Yeah. So spend some time thinking about, you know, how can you diversify your income streams? How can you create multiple sources of income? Um, how can you make sure that you minimize risk so that, you know, any further disruptions um, are going to be minimal for you in the future? Look at different ways of helping people. Uh, look at, um, you know, what, what are some of the things you can do, whether it's an e-book, content, as you mentioned, Lee, um, you know, even half an hour, an hour a day, the fact that you've achieved something and succeeded at it will boost your confidence and it'll motivate you to keep going. You'll see progress. That is so important. Absolutely. Um, one of the things that I've put in, uh, actually one of the last recordings that I did on my podcast, and this was something that uh, I've always had the vision of 1,000 connections across Australia um, with Connect Her. And then when we reach a thousand, put the zero on and, and just keep going. And um, at the beginning, I started to look and think, oh my gosh, what's going to happen with Connect Her? You know, and went into this frenzy of thought. And then um, I just went bang. I don't need to change my goal. I just need to look at the way and the plan that I have towards the goal. Um, so, and th this is what I just put in the last podcast, and we actually spoke about it on the last meeting. That it's um, we don't need to change the goal that we have for our business. We just maybe have to look at the way that we're going to, and the direction of which our plans were. They might yes. just slightly change. Yeah, and the emphasis or focus could shift as well, because yes. people's needs. Uh, change as well. You know, at the moment, more people are in survival mode than used to be, because of the nature yeah. of the environment. So you know, you know, food and groceries and shelter; those basic needs are more important than doing things that are higher up the, the needs hierarchy. So uh, think about you know how you can help people with what they need right now, uh, and then you know help them with further needs down the track. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and Kay Cremond has just um, posted a comment. Planning my day helps keeping helps keeping me on track. This includes regular breaks, probably more than I used to, though. So, um, yeah, and I think breaks are good um, because uh, we're thrust into this online world at the moment where... Um, you know, you have Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting, phone calls, Skype calls, and that you do have to uh, take some time out to make sure that there are regular breaks. My regular breaks used to be in between meetings where I would get in the car, put my podcast on, and I would drive, and that would give me enough time to rejuvenate for the next meeting. Yes. So, um, so now, uh, like, you know, between my Connect Her meeting this morning, which finished at 12, and this that happened at 12.30, that gave me half an hour to grab a drink, go for a walk outside, um, get some fresh air, get some vitamin D, 
feel refreshed and then come back to the computer. So it may be that you are having more regular breaks, but they might be smaller breaks, so 15 minute or 20 minute blocks. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. In terms of optimal brain function, an hour and a half is the optimal time to spend at any one point working nonstop. Okay, so anything beyond an hour and a half will put you into less productive mode. Okay, so good to know. Yeah, yeah, we have these cardiac um, uh, circadian rhythms that uh, happen in our body naturally, and every hour and a half we go through periods of rest and peak. Uh, activity and concentration so if you can time your um, breaks into those rhythms will be perfect excellent and um, is everybody's rhythm different or is everybody an hour and a half it's about an hour and a half to two hours generally speaking uh, but yeah. research has shown roughly an hour and a half so this is why if people have a nap uh, at the peak of that rhythm or that cycle what will happen is um, they probably won't get a restful nap because they're too active. So mm. it's good to just, you know, check in with yourself. Where are you with your energy levels? And that will tell you if you're at the peak or at the trough peak of your rhythm. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, and, and it's so good. have different anyway. timing when they go. Yeah. Um, so uh, anybody that is on the live today, if you've got any questions for Dr. Vesna, um, please pop them in the comments and we will uh, read them out and uh, Dr. Vesna will be able to answer them um, for you. So, so we've talked about focus um, and I, I find that personally, if I don't have focus and I don't have um, some guidelines around that, you know what I need to do that I lose my uh, I lose my motivation so I yes. I have to give myself deadlines and I have to give myself uh, a real focus of what I want to do otherwise I'm not motivated mm -hmm. so how do you suggest that we stay on top of being motivated that we are motivated to get up and go into the office or make those phone calls or do the work that we need to do um, be uh, have a purpose for doing something. Think about your outcome. Okay, think about the outcome for what you're doing. How will it benefit other people? How will it help you in your business? Always have a purpose because a purpose will give you that higher level motivation and it'll help you to to move forward when it the, the going gets tough. Yeah. So one that's the first thing. The second thing is have something to look forward to each day. Yeah, have something that really is um, motivating or fun that you can do each day. Uh, for me, I love going for my morning walks. Okay, so I will get up at yep. whatever you know, crazy hour, 4 a.m. if I need to, uh, if I have an early start, to go for my walk. Okay, so it, it could be anything small. It could be that you're looking forward to uh, having a, a specific catch-up with somebody you haven't spoken to for a while or you're connecting with a family member, member online and you know that's giving you something to look forward to. And mm, have something absolutely. fun or um, unusual to look forward to. Uh, spice up your days, yeah? Well, we all need a bit of spice in our day, that's for sure. <laughs> and um, we definitely need to have something to look forward to, absolutely. And it'll be different for everybody. Um, so we, we've all got different things that we... Um, that we love. 
So while we've been talking, we have had some really good questions come through. So are you ready to answer one, Dr. Vesna? I am ready. Okay, from Mary Unwin. How do you structure your day at home, Vesna? Ah, hi, Mary. Great question. So I plan my day in the evenings like you, Lee. So I would sit down in the evening uh, just before dinner, I'll plan out my day for the next day. And I would um, generally wake up at a similar time, uh, allow about an hour of time for me in the morning. And that includes exercise, getting myself in the right frame of mind. So I would do you know, my own mindset techniques to get myself into that focused frame of mind. And then I would start my day with, you know, with breakfast and so forth um, and just work from my uh, schedule, work from my to-do list. And I would structure one and a half hour blocks. That's what I do. I put in a, an hour and a half maximum for each task. So if I'm working on a project, it's an hour and a half. And then I would do something to break up that time, like, you know, have, have a morning, morning tea or coffee and, um, um, I'm fortunate enough that mum lives with me, so you know we'd sit down together, have a morning uh, tea, coffee, have a have a chat about whatever's going on. Um, you know, similar topic these days <laughs> in terms of what's going on in the world, uh, but in terms of you know how we're feeling, how we're doing, uh, you know, have a different perspective around life, uh, reflect, uh, be grateful for for what's uh, what we do have. And, uh, and then get into my next hour and a half block and so forth. Have a lunch break, um, do my one and a half hour blocks. I typically structure all my creative activities in the morning because mm -hmm. I work best when I'm creative. So my creative time is in the morning and my more admin routine sort of tasks I do later in the day where I can just cruise a little bit. It's interesting uh, you talk about that because, um, again, this is one of the topics that uh, I've covered in the podcast. My um, social time and um, happy to talk with people, happy to be at a meeting is in the morning. I'm quite social in the morning. Uh -huh. By about, you know, one thirty or so, I'm going, uh, I don't want to talk to any more people. And I'm quite creative and I get in and do my tasks and my admin and social. So we have got a split, uh, you know, opposite sides. So okay. now yeah. I just want to ask, and also Mary has um, put this in as well. In your hour and a half blocks, Vesna, when you're doing your projects or whatever you're working on, yes. do you um, turn off your phone, turn off your emails? You're just focusing on that project. And then another hour and a half block is for communication or how do you work that hour and a half block? Yes, good question. So it depends on what um, I'm doing. If it's an hour and a half project where I need to uh, be creative and think outside the box, I will actually go into a different room away from any devices. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm going into a completely different room away from the devices and I'm just brainstorming or doing whatever I'm doing with the project for an hour and a half hour and a half is done, then I would go and check emails. So I usually have about a 15 minute to half an hour block in between the hour and a half for you know, checking emails, replying to messages, uh, etc. And then I get back into my next hour and a half block or client meeting or whatever's booked in. Yeah. So I mm. schedule brief um, in between blocks for emails. And I usually do a block 
early in the morning, first thing. So um, to start off the day, make sure I deal with the emails from the night before. Some people tend to email, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, I reply to those. I'm asleep then, so. <laughs> and uh, and uh, then I do another block around lunchtime. And then I do one in the evening just before I switch off the computer and uh, call it a day. Excellent. That's a really good question. Um, and mm. one thing that I have to say that I've really changed um, over the course of probably the last 12 months. And uh, I was very much a reactive person. An email came in, oh, I better respond. A message came in, I better respond. And I've actually changed that because I was not becoming um, very... Um, oh, what's the word? Uh, I, I wasn't getting through my work. I, I wasn't being very functional because I was just so reactive all the time. One of the things, um, that, and I'd like your input onto this, is one of the things that I found when um, the coronavirus and COVID-19 and all that came about is I do a lot of work on Facebook um, for Connect Her. So I've always, well, most times I've got... Um, depending on what I'm doing, I've got Facebook open. And one of the things that kept popping up, because I like Channel 9 and Channel 7, I would have mm. the news feed come up that it's live. So all of a sudden, I would stop what I was doing and I would watch with intent this Facebook Live, which was, you know, the, the Prime Minister or the health Chief Health mm. Officer or the Premier, whoever it was, and then yes. I'd start reading the comments and then I'd get caught up in the negativity of the comments that yes. I've actually had to turn off the likes on those so that um, I cannot watch it <laughs> because uh, it was just, it was draining me emotionally and yes, it was draining it my time. So I'd love your input and comments on that. I think I know what they are, but um, I'm wondering if anyone else on online is, um, has had that as well. I've, really had to catch myself yes it's something that you really have to be disciplined about uh, we used to have in the old normal uh our news would be for about an hour each night and that'll be you know the only news people would pretty much watch i'd call it national depression hour because it's so negative mm -hmm. unfortunately now it's extended to almost 24 7 with you know the virus being reported nearly throughout the whole day so you know people at home if they watch more TV when they're at home or if they're on social media more, they're more likely to be tempted to, you know, check what's going on. Um, and, you know, it's, it's human curiosity. We want to know what's going on. You know, we want to know when will it be over? When can I do X and so forth? So it's discipline. It's really discipline. So for me, if you have clear goals, uh, clear projects to be working on that really motivate you, that you really, really passionate about doing the distractions will be much easier to ignore in the absence of goals and that motivation you'll be so easily distracted and you'll procrastinate it's just uh, too easy because there's nothing to keep your focus there's nothing that's really driving you so it's like oh let's have a look over here yeah so i think it's great that you've turned off the notifications because um this you can always hop online uh, and this is what I've done because initially, I'll confess, initially I got drawn into it because it was like this, you know, big thing and I wanted to understand it. And then I thought, you know what, this is getting too much. And so now my discipline is 
I wait until the next morning. And so in the morning, I would check, okay, what's happened overnight? Quick check. And I Google some reputable news websites um, to get the facts from the horse's mouth, so to speak, government uh, health websites, etc. None of this media um, misinformation and various opinions. Um, just straight to the horse's mouth. Okay, what's happening? Great. Now I know. Get back into business. Okay, so it which is, is just, all, yeah, which is all about being mindful that you're not getting drawn into that. Yes. Um, that big, uh, you know, pot of negativity. So exactly. now we've talked about focus. We've talked about motivation. I know that some people have been uh, challenged with uh, having to be more um, astute with uh, things like online, Zoom meetings, technology, yes. and it can actually, and also your business might be going through huge changes that you're not sure how to um, focus on or what to focus on, that it can really have a bit of a, um, a bashing of our confidence and our self-confidence and also I think to an extent our self-worth. So what um, ideas do you have to help people uh, with, with their confidence around all of this? Okay, so great question, great question. There are over 35 different confidence saboteurs according to my research so we need to look at what's sabotaging the confidence and one of the biggest saboteurs is fear and anxiety okay because when when people get caught in fear and anxiety they will make decisions that are fear-based and often those decisions are the worst decisions and they'll regret them later okay so never make a decision out of fear or scarcity okay it, it's often the wrong one uh, fear also gets in the way of our intuition Okay, fear will um, have us act against our intuition. So we need to make sure our intuition is pure and not fear-based. I'm not talking about the fight or flight response. That's an appropriate fear response uh, because we need that in order for our protection and safety. I'm talking about an over-the-top fear about, oh my gosh, what's going to happen in the future, etc. doom and gloom. Yeah? Mm. So that's what we need to uh, avoid and one way to avoid it is be be mindful of who you listen to, what you read, what you uh, what you uh, watch, who you surround yourself with. Make sure it's positive rather than negative. And secondly, pay attention to your response. If you are doing anything or hearing or uh, talking to anyone, and your emotions are negative, you, you you're feeling down or drained afterwards. There's your body telling you it's not good for you. Okay, so listen to yourself. Do things that energize you. Do things that boost your confidence. Do things that help you to feel good rather than not so good. Okay, so confidence is a positive emotion. Fear is a negative emotion. What we want to do is make sure that the confidence is higher, stronger than the fear. If the fear is stronger, it'll suppress our confidence. Yeah? And, and so, also, um, there's no... I know that um, I'm an emotional eater. Like, I'm, and as soon as you know something happens, I'm in the fridge, I'm in the cookie jar. So if you start losing that confidence and you've got you know a, disp a disproportionate balance, it can have effects on your health, on your weight. Um, yes. You know, the whole thing it just it just explodes, doesn't it? 
It does. People form all sorts of coping strategies to deal with stress and uncertainty. Uh, you've, you've seen that people panic buying in the shops. That mm. was one way people coped. Um, and another way is people turn to habits like, you know, drinking, smoking, eating, um, you name it. So there will be some bad habits that people will pick up through this process, unfortunately. Uh, only because some people may not have other ways of dealing with the uncertainty and the anxiety. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. so absolutely. with emotional eating, Lee, just think about you know checking with yourself in terms of you know what are you thinking, and what are you feeling before you go and do it. Okay. So mm -hmm. just in that moment, uh, because chances are it's a negative thought, and or a negative emotion that's driving it. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's uh, that's a whole different ball. <laughs> but uh, just I, I thought I'd just you know bring up that when your confidence is down, when you're not motivated, when you don't have focus, it can open up, as you say, um, you know, all sorts of uh, things. That mine is emotional eating. I used to smoke. I was a heavy smoker for years and years and years, um, and. Uh, you know, it's easy to turn back to those sort of things. So we've got to be mindful that um, these three areas, particularly um, through this uncertainty, that we look after ourselves as much as our business. Yes. I think mm. the more we can create positive ways to give ourselves certainty, the less we're going to rely on other things to give us certainty. The more mm -hmm. control we feel within ourselves, the less we'll seek control through other vices as I call them whether it be food or alcohol or whatever yeah yeah absolutely now I'm going to open up um if anybody's got any more questions for Dr Vesna we are going to uh, okay Mary so good to unpack sustainable strategies to manage our understandable emotions of fear loss of control and the stress of the uncertainty yeah, thank Absolutely. you, Mary. Love your comments. Thank you. Mm. Uh, and I love this one. I'll just pop this up. This is from uh, Mary Unwin. This is Gold Vesna. So absolutely. Uh, Jacqueline Smith has um, popped in a comment. Is that being aware of our own self-awareness and what we can control? Yes. Think about what we can control. Be aware. So pay attention to things like your thoughts. You know, check in with your thoughts, are they positive or negative? Check in with the way you're feeling, again, is it positive or negative? Check in with the way you respond to what you read here and uh, listen to and people. Do you overreact or do you react appropriately? And you'll know because you reflect back and you go, oh, you know, I was a little bit abrupt or, or I shouldn't have gotten so angry or uh, maybe I should have uh, been a bit more uh, gentle or kind in my response you'll know when it's inappropriate or over the top. So I think self-awareness is really, really valuable because with that self-awareness, we can also then look at, okay, well, what would, you, what would I like to change moving forward so that it's no longer going to get in the way of my success? It's quite... Um, I'm really glad that you brought up about uh, kindness because um, I know that... Uh, I'm the sort of person that, oh, well, you know, all right, well, this is thrown at us, just keep moving. And I will have my moments 
but I do them privately, you know, like, oh my God, I had my, I had my crash and then I get back up. Other people um, do it publicly. They have their crash yeah. publicly. And um, we have to be mindful. And I really had to take a step back and think about, you know, be kind. Not everybody operates on the same path as you or the same wavelength as you. Um, so people are going to react differently no matter what. And we have to be mindful and we have to be caring and this is for some people a particularly stressful time and um, there have been uh, a lot of reports on social media of people that haven't coped and are no longer with us and um, it came up at our Connect Her meeting um, just this morning. So um, that, that kindness I think is a really important attribute that we all have to um, share and be very mindful of. Yes, I uh, I use the belief that we have as a core belief in NLP, which is uh, respect other people's views of the world. Um, you know, everyone has their own values and beliefs. Everyone has their own upbringing. Everyone has their own opinion. Everyone has their own challenges. Uh, so I think it's it's easy to judge. I think it's easy to judge without realizing it. So the minute mm. you uh, disagree with somebody. Um, and make them wrong for the view is a form of judgment. So I think we just need to accept, okay, this is where they're coming from and even think about, well, okay, what's, 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 what are the beliefs or past experience that could have had in order for them to have this view or to make this comment? And so, you know, get curious about why they think that way rather than make them wrong for it or judge them for what they're thinking. Um, I think social media is notorious for um, making people wrong for having different um, opinions, as in people mm -hmm. on social media can be quick to judge. So Absolutely. I think we just need to, yeah, we need to be kind to ourselves first and then to other people because mm -hmm. typically people who are unkind to others are unkind to themselves. So start with self-love, self-kindness, be gentle on yourself during this time. It's okay to have a mini meltdown, Lee. It's called being human. Um, <laughs> Um, you know, I do have emotions yeah. as well. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I will go through my yeah. little emotions as well, and that's you know part of being human. The key is this: how you bounce back from the challenge. It's okay to have a mini uh, meltdown or whatever you want to call it. The key is how do you get back on the horse and refocus? Okay, so strategies around that is really, really important. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I know that you've got some tools that you are sharing today as a free resource for those strategies. Um, so I'm going to call out that if anybody's got any more comments or questions, because there's a little bit of a delay, if you can do that now, and then I'm also going to, while you're doing that, I'm going to share with you um, a free resource that Dr. Besner is kindly giving out to everybody that is on um, the call today live and also the replay. So um, just uh, if you've got any uh, comments or questions, just pop that through. Um, we've got Di Mason and some can be particularly nasty talking about social yeah. media. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, if you would like to get in touch with Dr. Besner and find out more about 
what she does and her book. Um, the website is uh, QT, the letter QT, transformation.com. Um, so that's your website and uh, there's a plethora of information on there. And also, um, I don't know whether you can see, but you do a lot of uh, certification courses as well. So are they being done online now or are they uh, on hold until you can do them face to face? Uh, so at the moment, we have them scheduled for end of the year. And in the meantime, mm -hmm. people are working through the pre-study materials. So they're doing their um, homework, if you like, all the preparation in the lead up to the live training component. Uh, oh, what a do... great idea. Yeah, yeah. so they're, they're yeah. keeping busy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, people can find out about um, your certification courses by visiting qttransformation.com. But um, grab your pen and paper, ladies, because this is where you can get the free resources that Dr. Besma is sharing. So even if you are on the replay, you will still get access to this. So it's qttransformation.com forward slash NLP hyphen or dash free hyphen resources hyphen tools. So um, qttransformation.com forward slash NLP dash free dash resources dash tools. So, um, so they are all there for you. And thank you so much for sharing those with everybody that's on the live today. Really appreciate that. So thank you. Yeah, welcome. Hey, not so fast. We love to stay connected and we hope that you will. It's really easy. We've got our website, connecther.com.au. If you like Facebook, then we've got some great opportunities for you. We've got our Connect Her page as well as our Connect Her Collective. This is a great online networking tool. We also have our Connect Her Marketplace where you can promote your business every single day of the week, any day of the week, and once a day. If you prefer Instagram, then head over to Instagram and check out Connect Her AU. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, just simply check out Lee Cummins. So don't forget to stay connected.